And we just lost winner. <laughs> and spots. Well, Spot at least put in the chat that he was, you know, gonna go get a two liter of something and some ice. So who knows? That that's who knows what Spot's getting into. <laughs> hmm. She messaged in Discord. She's running out to get a laptop. Oh. Gotcha. Um, for the night, dill right, dip. Yo, I'm back. It's delicious. Dill dip. Yeah, if you're a fan of dill at all. Uh, dill pickles. Yeah, I don't know about dill dip. But yeah, I mean, that, that sounds dill, nightmarish. That, you know? that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Not big fan of dill pickles, but dill the flavor, like dill the spice. Yeah, yeah, I got that. That that sounds absolutely Ooh. nightmarish. <laughs> oh. Okay, I know this is like a, just a me thing, but like my mother kind of forever ruined like tuna salad for me because I don't know why. It's whenever she would make it, and I know it is three fucking ingredients. It is tuna, mayonnaise, and like maybe a little bit of dill. And it's just like, have an ounce. So it's like, no, no. It's like, that's all I can think of. And dill is just like, no. I, I think dill might be a Midwest East Coast thing because on the West Coast, tuna fish is mayonnaise, mustard, tuna, and like uh, celery or some kind of crunch, you know, a little texture relish. to it. Or relish, tuna, yeah. Tuna relish. mayo relish. Yeah. I, I can see that, but like I said, I, I'm 37, give or take, and like I don't think I've had it in 20 years. And it's just like, because in my <laughs> head, it's just like, that's I'm going to bite into like a giant, you know, more dill than I should eat in six years. Oh, it doesn't, I don't care. That, that's what it my is. My mom was a it. welfare mom, so she used to make hamburger helper all the time. Ooh, yum. So I can't eat casseroles. Like, I look at a casserole, and I just see death. I see death, dismemberment, destruction, evil chaos gods throwing meteorites at worlds. I just, I can't do it. No matter how hard I try, I just can't do it. Makes sense. <laughs> Like, uh, so I used to work at a Chinese restaurant and they would make a curry kind of dish once a week. And uh, that was like the, the staff would eat the curry dish. I mean, you could order something off the menu, eat it, but I always ate whatever they cooked up to eat. And this curry stuff had slices of ginger, not, mm, not shredded yum. slices of ginger. Slices, yummy. And also slices of potato. Oh. So this when it's covered in like curry stuff, and you poke it, ginger and potato don't feel so different when you poke it or when you pick it up. They don't they feel sure so different. Oh, uh, yeah. They, 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 they <laughs> very different when it gets in your mouth. <laughs> Have you ever had German potato salad? I don't know. Um, it's when you use red potatoes um, instead of russet and you like slice them thin, uh, coin slice them, hmm. uh, and you use. Uh, uh, dill as your flavor base. That's, so it would be uh, like dill, uh, mayonnaise, mustard, uh, and potato, um, but done very differently with a different style of potato. Mm -hmm. There's another version of German potato salad where they do vinegar and oil um, instead of mayonnaise. So it's dill, vinegar, oil, celery, shredded carrots, and potato, red potatoes. Where are you, Tally? In a white I, void. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I, know, like, I was like, I was looking at you. I'm like, is that for a like second, one of those the, big the bottom looks screens? Like... <laughs> <laughs> and no, it's just the light is strange, I guess, because it's winter. But oh, or yeah. you know, start, it's almost Halloween. Everything's a little creepy. <laughs> well, like, the bottom of your screen kind of looked like an aquarium to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt I was like, did you just put a screen in front of a really big aquarium? What's going on there? Planet <laughs> SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's actually on vacation and didn't tell anybody. No, I actually all this time I haven't even been in like LA. I've been in San Diego and like the big Sea World. <laughs> Makes sense. Any minute now a manatee is gonna swim by. Mm. Hey. Manatee's yeah. up the up the East Coast now. Did you see that stuff in the news? Yep. Like around Chesapeake Bay area almost. They're finding yeah. manatees. Water's getting warmer. Yep. Mm. <sighs> All right, Winter, where are you? Let's go. Uh, Probably uh, having to uh, that laptop up. Uh, it never fails. It would be one of those, like, I need to boot my laptop, and now it's like, let's do 30 minutes of updates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that's... that's. I hate that. That's why I don't own a laptop anymore. <laughs> Anybody has Halloween uh, costumes that they're planning? No. Yeah. Um, we we go thought... up to Idlewild for the Halloween parade, and we all dress up as the Wizard of Oz. <gasps> that's so, cute. <laughs> um, I'm the wizard... Uh, Calista's Dorothy. Sebastian's going to be the Cowardly Lion, so we got a little lion outfit for him. Her stepdad is the Scarecrow. Her uh, stepbrother is uh, the Tin Man. Um, I forget what Mercy plays. Oh, Mercy's the Wicked Witch. So, yeah. And we walk around, you know, and be silly and stupid. Are you going to be a dragon, or is your dog going to be a dragon? My dog's going to be a dragon. I'm going to be the king. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. So, <laughs> walk my dragon on a leash. <laughs> that is so cute. Can you believe this is session 48? I'm stoked. I'm going back through all of our notes, and I'm like... And we still didn't hit the teeth. <laughs> yeah, you still haven't gotten to the islands yet. <laughs> We're just a shade under two years, and we still yeah. haven't gotten to the islands. <laughs> yeah. Not great time on our part. <laughs> we are, we are <laughs> solid side questers. Exactly. <laughs> we do take well, I, I would call you solid shoppers. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're a party of squirrels. <laughs> we're a party of squirrels, man. You throw something shiny out there, and we're blue. <laughs> okay. might be might be a bit of truth to that. Ghost pirates? What? <laughs> yeah, that was hysterical. I don't feel like you guys ever really explored that much further. It was just like, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see the ghost pirates. That's just kind of there we, was a whole thing behind Hulk it. Just died. <laughs> Oh, that's just true. come back alive. I wanted to stay. I want to go spend the ghost to be fair. It won't let me go play with the haunted people. Now that you mentioned the ghost pirates, I'm like very tempted to be just like, maybe we should go back to the ghost pirates real quick. 
before we leave, one more thing before we leave the island. <laughs> one more thing. Just one more thing. Winter, you're back. Yes, I had some technical difficulties. Yeah. Did I said, your uh, I computer want to do like up. a million updates? <laughs> yes. Yep. I had to, which is why I was really late. Golden. No, really, Golden. I, bet she, I bet she started up her laptop and it was like, let's do 30 minutes of updates. <laughs> <laughs> You are 25 versions behind the allowable version. If you do not allow this update, we'll immediately send over the Microsoft police where you will be arrested, punished, and then mocked furiously by Apple fans. Yeah. yeah. Dude, don't talk to me about Apple right now. I'm mad at them. <laughs> I just bought a new car, and for reasons best known to Kia, yes, I know about all the, the theft shit. It, we're, we're handling it. Um, the interface in there, you know, it's a it's a car made by it's like in a country where Samsung is literally like twenty percent of the GDP. Yeah. And the only interface it works with is Apple. Oh, that's the stock hard. radio. It's like, come on, man. That oh. is truly hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> like I it has it does work, but it has like the most limited functionality you've ever seen. Like I can connect <laughs> my phone via Bluetooth, but that's it. Like it's just like, yeah, I'm playing. Oh, you want to pause? Fuck you. <laughs> you want to know what's planned? No, no, we're not doing that. It is exclusively set up to work with uh, with Apple products, and so I, I'm just sitting there, like in traffic, on my watch. It's like, okay, skip. <laughs> oh, Winter, that that ship in the picture there—that's like the kind yeah. of ship that you got. That flying thing. Wow. Oh, it's, okay. it's not a boat. It's a flying boat. Yeah, it's oh. an air. It's a sky ship. Okay. That's what the court gave you, the Winter Court, or the uh, the four queens of the Fake Court. Gotcha. Because I was thinking boat, boat last time, and then uh, or before that, and then last time you were like, yeah, and then the flying ship, and I was like, Ooh, write that down, flying ship. He can't, <laughs> he can't take it back now. I wrote it down. <laughs> so I feel like where we last left off, we had maybe finally done away with the last bit of threat to the gnome works and we learned kind of a last bit of information that might lead us to some conclusions about the veil and the great mysteries of the creatures people and things that have been passing through it giving us some healthy insight into the shattered teeth while we're not entirely sure about the idea of the wandering assembly anymore we do know that Vasselheim would like to see the team carry through with the conclusion of the effort, but did provide some warnings and concerns about the last survivor of the Wandering Assembly that resides in Nicodronus and the access to the Bloodline Vault that seems to keep things from falling into her hands. And it would seem that Vasselheim has become aware of this, enough so that some of their more skilled individuals have gotten themselves involved. We saw Caleb, Jester, and Ford take an opportunity to swing by Gnomeworks Harbor, um, do some investigations of their own, including helping the team um, access a teleportation circle that found our way into a mysterious laboratory. This mysterious laboratory ended up being a hired uh, uh, artificer that goes by the name of Qualish. 
While he wasn't really all that concerned with the politic of the world and why he was hired, he was merely following a tome, a tome of the hands of fate, and building a massive cloud giant construct out of both parts and remains of a physical cloud giant as well. Puck became so concerned about what this thing was building, she found her gnomish curiosity <laughs> dissuaded and her firebug mentality immediately kicked in. After Earthen ordered Winter to fire on Qualish to distract him, it was a furative escape from a gradually exploding and burning laboratory. Eventually, making their way out of the teleportation circle back into the um, uh, the administrative center of Gnomeworks that is now being run by Vasselheim, the team had stumbled into the room with their newfound friends, um, a Githyanki who joined them, as well as Ca Caleb waiting for their return. I think you had somebody else with you, correct? Yeah, uh, Andrew, uh, the uh, crap, I always forget his last name. The, the Harper. Yes. Um, aided in your activity as well. I think that was uh, Andrew Carson. Carson. So as Carson um, and all of you come tumbling out of the teleportation circle, you are now in possession of a dozen automaton creatures uh, who Body. seem to be carrying yeah. a wealth of adamantanium and mithril ingots. Uh, Spot, I believe, has the staff of control. That is yep. the staff of the animaton's will. Where did we leave off at the teleportation circle, or did you guys? Yeah, we left yeah. off there. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we kind of met with uh, a couple of people from the uh, Gnomeworks, just kind of chatting with them about like whether or not they knew anyone that might be able to work with all the stuff that we just brought, but we. We're, we're, as far as I know, we're still in the teleportation hub, sir. In the building where it resides. <laughs> With Xanath doing some minor healing, as yep. quite a few of you were burnt, crisp, and bruised, and bumped, and Smashed injured flat. with the escape of the collapsing, destroyed Qualish well, Lab. She was knocked out. Like I, I revived her when we popped back through the circle. Yep. Xanath was unconscious, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then had to be revived. You guys are currently in the secret chamber with the teleportation circle that's now gone dim. Caleb is there, as, as well as Karazhan and your new friend, who goes by the name of Elmspur, the Kithyanki traveler, mm -hmm. that offered some insights into other information regarding the veil. As far as you know, Caleb is planning on meeting up with Ford and Jester in the morning or in this actually this evening after helping with the teleportation circle with the intention that they plan on traveling to Nicodronus to make some more inquiries into the Wonderman assembly. We do know that the lizard, um, rebellious lizard leader might be with a particular vampire individual who may still have in his possession the uh, the, the two individuals, uh, the former captain, as well as her potential lover. Fox and, 
Yeah, Puck's murderer. Um, well on their way to the Shattered Island some two, three days ago, based on the vision that had occurred. But for now, you guys are being attended to by guilds keepers and gnomish council folk, as well as attendants that would uh, be called in whenever anything of emergency concern has transpired. It is evening, correct? Mm-hmm. It's early evening. Yeah. What do you guys want to do? Caleb, is there any way to repurpose this circle to make it like a, a teleport hub like exists in other cities? Uh, yes, there is a way to do that, but it requires that you mimic this circle in another location. You then cast the appropriate spells as well as you... Uh, Peter, how do you say, make sure that they are linked. Uh, um, I could take the uh, the uh, the information and the pattern of this uh, particular um, circle with me to other towers or other places and and uh, tune it to the other teleportation circles. It would take um, me some, maybe two, three months to do it. I would greatly appreciate if you could make that happen. Uh, we will make this a priority for Gnomeworks. We will tie it in to Vasselheim, Amon, Nicodranus, as well as Drusar. This will allow you to have possible teleportation to all the major continents of the world. It also makes Gnomework a degree safer with um, with security forces a teleport away. Or at least people of skillful uh, abilities to help <laughs> the new council defend themselves is required. We do plan on leaving a contingent of Vasselheim guards here. Uh, some of the fleet will remain while the rest of the guards and fleet will return to Vasselheim for sure. Still don't know how I feel about all of that, but it's on the road to a good start. Fair, we can't leave them in a vacuum, can we? Nope. Where? <laughs> now that we know about Qualish, will will you be will will you or your team be interrogating the captured Gnomeworks personnel? How much? How much do you do you share everything with them? Um, that you saw? Not I would share that we blew it up. Uh that he was building something big and scary there that had to do with hands of fate. Okay. But not exactly what it was. Okay. But that Firebug here blew it up and almost us in the process. <laughs> I will inform the new council. Um, we will uh, do what we can. Uh, it sounds as though you had con- gotten rid of maybe one final threat to Gnomeworks. Do we think that is the final threat to Gnomeworks? Hmm. 
We never did find those ghost pirates, did we? No, we didn't. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, ghost pirates? What does the... Do you mean? In, 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 the, in the Underdwell, something about uh, some ghost pirates down there like to the party. Keep your body up at night. Oh, well, I, I'm told that the Underdwell has a long history and background of strange happenings. Um, it's one of the reasons why the gnomes choose to hide out there during the uh, time that the copper keepers and takers were in charge of this place. Uh, now that they can freely move about the city upon their own course, um, I think most of the underdwell has been abandoned at this point. So we'll see. We don't have to worry about the ghosts. No. Fine. <laughs> If I recall, at the end of last week, we were kind of, in a meta sense, told that there are two paths ahead of us, but Xanath's not here to, like, really pursue the path that will lead us to her arc. Um, do we want to try to take the other one, and maybe when she's back, we can discuss again if we want to get to know more about her backstory and, and go down that uh, adventure narrative route? Well... I, I have a spell we can try. Um, I have a spell we can try and see. Um, first, I mean, I, I can try if this thing where I don't know if this thing's going to work. I don't. I mean, I haven't done it before. It's uh, different. I didn't know how uh, useful it might be, but now that we have this, and I pull out the the blue dragon scale. That I took. Uh, and then I look over at Andrew and I say, and we have him. And we know Erebos and we may have some connection to him through that guy pointing at Githyanki. This spell I have could, could take us to where these things came from. Uh, we can only be there for about eight hours. So it's not, <coughs> excuse me. not a permanent move, not a permanent shift, but I, I would rather try it somewhere safe first, let's say. That's a good call. Because I don't know where this dragon came from. The descriptions don't sound like it's an incredibly safe place. Um, where, where the Githyanki fellow's from, I don't even know. But, well, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you, uh, sorry, I didn't realize. Please keep going. I was just, but, but, person here sounds like he comes from a place like ours somewhat different. Maybe not on fire. Oops. I, I, what, I wasn't even referencing that, but yeah, sure. Oh, shoot. <laughs> well, I mean, sorry. The dragon, what we said about the dragon world, the, the lore on the dragon world was it was like completely parched and there was no water. Or it was uh, very low access to water, and I'd, I'd really not like to go there. Unless we have to do some, like, fact-finding. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I know the boat is going to leave by sunset, so we should probably... We can probably pursue this, like, if we have long bouts of just being on the boat and waiting for us to gain uh, places. So maybe we can get started on that, make sure we have everything we need, uh, double check that we trust the people we're on the boat in, because I'm not doing that again. Um, and... too, right? So guys, they all know us. We're all friends. <laughs> That's what I thought last time. <laughs> but We um... saved them this time, though? We did, we did. We also saved another person. And he stabbed me in the neck. But, um, that aside. Well, but the other person we saved is still around here somewhere, skulking in the shadows. Oh, I will save him very much again. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh. Oh, right. Salinas. Salinas. Oh, I thought you were talking she about... Was, she was run- She was basically being ears to the wind, making sure everybody's on the up and up. <laughs> because you guys have a crew now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so let's maybe... Because I do want us to get to the Shattered Isles eventually. Um, so maybe we can go in that direction. <laughs> so, about that boat, winner. <laughs> She's not even looking at you. <laughs> I think she's napping. Is she napping? Hey, winner! Oh, she blinked. Did she blink? Yeah, well, she did. <laughs> oh no! It must be so late. Winter. <laughs> she's nodding off. Oh, there she is. Hey, there she is. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I did work before this. <laughs> yeah, but we were like, she looks tired. <laughs> I was saying. So, how about that boat? Because now. We don't even know that our crew can fly a boat. We know they can sail a boat. Oh. I mean, what's what's the difference really, though? I mean... Well, an airship... You know a lot about flying in boats. I mean, an airship's going to have a magical means of, tel- of transportation. It doesn't necessarily rely on the constraints of weather and the sea. Um, I mean, you want to be reasonably knowledgeable in arcane engineering magic. Um... And it probably has a broomstone engine or another form of magical engine. Since it is a fey airship, there's always the possibility that it could be an airship powered by unique fey magic as well. And it is technically only invocable by Winter, who can bring it into existence and therefore would be technically the the person that would be aware of the magical properties of the airship or skyship as well. And Winter, based on your conversation with the uh, Fay Courts, uh, when they entrusted you with the information and concerns, as well as giving you the uh, the skyship, um, it does require a, a crew of between 12 and 15 people for it to operate it's a large skyship so it's a four deck ship um and it comes fully equipped with all the magical means to function um as well as it kind of has a lehman's tiny hut vibe about it where the sections of the of the decks 
all come pre um, kind of set with inventory items and things that the airship requires. You would also know that the skyship requires um, uh, magical uh, crystalline cartridges that have to be infused with spells of second level or higher. And each one of those crystalline cartridges will power the vessel for up to eight hours. Okay. So for it to transport and, and function, it requires three of those crystals per day for it to function. Okay. As far as you know, it'll probably come with at least a dozen crystals already charged and ready to go. When they empty their arcane power, then it's a matter of an arcane wizard or arcane practitioner to dump a spell into it to recharge, repower the, the crystalline structure. Okay. The airship itself navigates by a typical helm's deck. Um, the propulsion system of the magic sends it forward, elevates it, lowers it. Um, it does have some minor magical ability as well. Um, it can teleport up to 500 feet um, for emergency purposes. It can do that three times per day. Um, it also is equipped with skyship cannons, um, eight of them, four on either side. Um, and it should come with at least one or two automaton engineers to help uh, manage the day-to-day -day tasks of more detailed work. Okay. How much so, weight could it carry? It's a, it's a large skyship. I would say it could carry the equivalent of a galley's cargo. Um, so, you know, anywhere from fifteen to 25,000 um, uh, pounds. Got the Mithron Adamantine that's worth more than everything in the world right now. I think we probably mm -hmm. should keep that on the boat. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <clears throat> but also, if we need more assistance with crew... We've got, you said, 12 of those guys, 12 those little automaton guys with staff. Was it 12 or 6 or how many of the the Qualish's things that, that he can control? It was I mean, a dozen automatons. It's a dozen, a dozen. automatons. Okay, yeah. They're not very big. And I would describe them as being um, uh, three feet in height. And each carrying about 500 pounds of ingots. So I would say you have 3,000 pounds of mithril and 3,000 pounds of adamantinium. If we load those on the boat, well, we winter, you got to pop the boat first. But if you load those on the boat, we've got we've got also 12 automatons that can help run the boat for us as well. Yeah. If the boat has us, yeah. If the boat, you know, like, I mean, if the automaton engineer is worth his, worth his salt, we give him the staff and he can run the other automatons and keep that boat in ship shape. It sounds like a plan. If he can do that part, but otherwise one of us holds it and tells him to do that spot just no clawing the wood 
Just because you want to claw the wood doesn't mean we tell those guys to claw the wood. Fine, I'll leave it to me and my uh, my little buddies there. Remember, we have three other tabaxi with us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, Earthen, you sweet summer child. You know, Polymorph is a fun spell. Yeah, it was cool being a drake or whatever it was I was. That was really cool. Yeah, the fire dragon. Yeah, yeah that was great. Big red dragon, yeah. So. <laughs> how to, how, where, where should we uh, try to launch this ship? Because right now it's like a little token in your pocket, right, Winter? No, uh, is it? Yeah, it's like a little magic device that you could keep in your pouch. Okay. It is. <laughs> and it's, a, it's a four-deck ship, so it's a main deck, a commons deck, a cruise deck, and then the hull to store equipment and material. Um, I would say that it's probably 200 feet long um, by about 40 feet tall. It's, it's a sizable airship. Um, should we try to reach out for uh, an artificer or two around here that's not... Uh, evil and being interrogated by um, all the guys right now, perhaps to help us maintain the the arcane power of the ship. We can try that. I feel like the guy we spoke to who makes our armors was pretty well connected and very inclined to help us. I mean, is he looking for uh, new work, perhaps abroad, with uh, fancy uh, rare metals that he could possibly be working with as well? Mm-hmm. I, we can always ask him. Let's go to our buddy, that guy. Uh, he's in our- <laughs> that guy, <laughs> girl. <laughs> that guy, oh, Sweeney. <laughs> so, where, are you going to the one that worked on? Are, are we going to the one that worked on armor for you guys before? Yeah. Yep. Okay, that I believe that's Candor, correct? Yes. Okay. That guy. <laughs> That guy. That guy. That you know, the guy, guy that does all the armor work. You know, he doesn't <laughs> have to have a name. Get there. We're going to get there, and I'm going to tell him, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> that, that's who you were talking about. That guy. So, what do you want to do with your automatons and material? Because now you guys are kind of lugging a lot of shit around. Yeah. Um, I also, just a reminder, I still have a hand of a person and, <laughs> and a book about how to interact with people, which if we're in our sky, might not be as necessary. So maybe I'll give it to the other people who will have to maybe deal with them. I mean, I think definitely not walking around with a petrified hand of theirs is probably a good way to deal with merfolk. <laughs> we don't know that. Um, guessing, you know. But... Um, Okay, so uh, I get the irony, but let's do plan. <laughs> so we should, let's make our way down to the water so we can open the boat. Because I, I don't think we're... If we open the boat here, we're going to take out half of Gnomeworks. And, and the Sky Ship is capable of both being a sailing ship and an airship. It's capable of yeah. both contingencies. So I think if we go, like, yeah, we should definitely go down and drop this in the water. Um, do we want to maybe start with them on the same boat and kind of just 
map out our routes. I think Puck is pretty okay at like mapping now, but like maybe not the best. And especially since we do want to be in contact with them. So maybe we can either split and one person goes to the armor maker, that guy, um, and the others go to the ship and starts planning routes with them. Or we can do both just like at different times. So I haven't met the armor maker, but I'm more than glad to go help convince him to come with us because I'm pretty good at that. Oh, okay. Convincing so- people to do things. I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how much do- Oh, no, no, no. Oh, what were you saying? I was going to say, um, how much... What, what is the range of my control with the automatons I have? Um, just because I was thinking I could probably send most of them down to the to the ship to be loaded and then just kind of bring one to kind of be like, hey, man, this is what we're offering to the <laughs> new guy. Just so, like, you know, Load up, with, load up with one ingot of, uh, of mithril, one of uh, adamantium. Well, I mean, it, it, it really depends on if you guys want to take the ship down, activate it, and and put it in the Gnomeworks Harbor, um, and then get your crew assigned. All that would like take most of the evening to get all that done. It requires time. Not really all that difficult of a circumstance. Um, and as a reminder... Salinas is back, right? She's going to be part of the crew on the ship. Yep. I believe the goblin cook is going to yeah. be on the ship. We didn't say he's going to cook, but the goblin who was the cook is going right, to be Right, right. And I believe Alexander is traveling with you as Alexander well. and uh, the rest of the crew he could find. So like, I think McClintock was in there. Correct. Um, yeah. So Alexander Salinas and the and the goblin got out of jail, and we'll say for the last three days, they've been getting all the old crew back together, as well as getting acquainted with um, uh, the tabaxis that were hired um, as well as part of crew. Um, so I believe we have four tabaxis and about eight crew, twelve, and then the five of you puts us at seventeen um, total on the ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll say the rest of the evening is you guys invoking twelve automatons. Yeah. Well, and I and I that and I would say that the rest of the evening, um, since it's just now getting into early evening, is you guys invoking the ship down in the um, down in the no more harbor, um, getting the crew all. Uh, assigned and finding out where they all are um, and mustering everybody to the ship, getting them settled in, getting the automatons loaded, getting the supplies that they have kind of loaded and secured as well, taking an accounting of the ship. Um, So one of the things is the way it's designed, everybody gets their own cabin with with the exception of common crew. Common crew would be everybody but the team. So uh, Earth and Puck, Spot, Winter, and Xanath would all have their own cabin on the cruise deck of the ship. There's a section of the cruise deck that is called the common amidships deck, which is where all of the, the remaining crew would either grab hammocks or space upon their own use for the purposes of, you know, when they take their rests or rotate uh, responsibilities and duties as well. 
Um, I have. Where are you? So I thought I had them. Um, does uh, Githyanki, whose name continues to escape me, it's just easier to call him Githyanki. He has a name. Hang on. Elmsper. Elmsper. Want to come with us? Yeah. Uh, he will. Based on that last persuasion that you did, he'll end up traveling with you guys as well. Yeah. We're best friends he, for life. Well, he's not best friends, but he's definitely interested in what you guys are trying to accomplish. That much is for certain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, like, what about Andrew? You, Andrew, you, you're more than welcome to join us on this journey. I'll join you. I think, I think whatever takes me closer to the area that I originated from may offer me the best opportunity to make my way back. Um, amazing. Uh, I do just want to talk to the crew of the of other ship just to try to like talk with them about the maps and uh, navigation going forward and also probably to make sure they have the, uh, the wax to help with the sirens because we might not need it anymore. Okay. Yeah, because you guys had that whole um, relationship with the merfolk that may have aided in getting through the veil and then into the Shattered Isles themselves. Um, so that you may have to come up with a new way in. And you don't really have a lot of familiar understanding of what it would take for a skyship to traverse through the veil. Most of your discussion has been around what if you wanted to sail a ship through the veil? Uh, so we can try to talk to them about it and see how they got here in the first place. Um, so I guess we're going to their boat. Does, uh, do other people want to go someplace else? Well, if we're loading up the boat, um, you, if you're just going to show them the maps? or I mean, truthfully, Puck is not very helpful in loading stuff. <laughs> Neither is Earthen. <laughs> I have a minus one to strength, remember? Me too. No, I have a minus two to strength, actually. Oh, wow. That's no, rough. Minus three to strength. Okay, there we go. Let me get it accurate. Okay, let me get it right here. Oh, Earthen. That's rough. My, my robe is very heavy and weary on my back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so how about this? Who wants to uh, also go to the ship and talk to Caleb? Is Caleb there? Um, Caleb, Jester, and Ford will be leaving in the evening. So yeah, I'll I say know. they kind of help through both. Uh, I'll say Caleb's the only one that will help in answering any questions. Uh, Jester and Ford are uh, getting uh, the ball eater ready to be, you know, fitted up for a long voyage. I mean, she was trying to show them the maps or trying to map out where places for them to go. Yeah, so I'll I guess I'll go talk to Caleb and I'll see if they're available to talk as well. Swear to God, I have lost the tab with the cruise manifest of the old ship. Where did I put you guys? <laughs> well, Peroni is still on uh, on. Draxelgrix somewhere. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Peroni's still being held um, so on, the, on the underwater city of Draxelgrix. 
Um, trying to remember what the heck I did with that Jeez. ship's manifest. McClintock, uh, Alex. I'm going through my old list of people's names that I yeah seen. yeah. <laughs> What the hell that? Um, O'Brien was the cook, one of the cooks. Yep. Uh, well, maybe oh, I moved it. Pictures, they're so cool. Maybe I moved it. Maybe I put it somewhere. No, no, I definitely no. Um. Jameson, Philip, O'Brien, Gribbets, Gribbets the Goblin. Yeah, I remember Gribbets. I I have their entire list somewhere of what they're made up of, and I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> Just gone. There's um, I'm looking to see if maybe I combined it with another tab by accident. I do that when I try to clean up my notes when we move on to certain things. Um, We've been a couple of couple of sessions away from those. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been a while since we've. Um, wow, wow! I, yeah, it's gone. I don't know where it went. Sometimes OneNote, when it updates, it'll actually delete shit. So I'm wondering if it accidentally deleted something because I cannot find it. Well, I've got a, some names. That is I'm, really strange. How far back in my notes I had to go to get to those? These are all I, the notes. Well, stuff. I thought I combined it with my Gnomeworks lore to keep me kind of in tune with what, you know, the whole crew's list. <clears throat> but I thought I'd name my notes after the name of uh, captain's the captain's ship, right? And what was the captain's name again? Uh, the captain was the Martinet. Yeah, the Martinet. Yep. Why is that whole tab gone? That is so weird. And I think I had it under her tab as the Martinet, and the whole thing is freaking gone. That is really unfortunate. Let me go back to my notes and see if I... The Martinet... Yeah, the Mart. Yeah, there's the Martinet. There's all of that. There was the whole conversation with the Wereshock. There was Mithra uh -huh. and Gorgrim, and yep. Um, yeah, I. Wow. Yeah, it's gone. I don't know what happened to it. I gotta. Uh, during my downtime, I'll have to find it and rebuild it. I don't know if OneNote like deleted it or it got copied over to something without me realizing it. Maybe I moved it and didn't realize it. Wasn't the ship called the Kindred Spirit? Yeah. It was the Kindred Spirit, um, Captain by the Martinet, full crew. Yep. And I had that full crew list somewhere. It's, it's literally gone. Huh. Gribbets, O'Brien. That's really weird. Alex. Jameson, the half elf. That was. Yeah. Uh, that's the one that uh, Imani, uh, that Winter got real close with. Yeah, that was the one that Winter, like, you know, <laughs> got super friendly with. Yeah.
Yeah, I just rechecked all my notes and I do not see my notes for that cruise list. That is really fucking weird. Jameson, Philip, O'Brien, Gribbets, Peroni, Alex, McClintock. See, I'm so OCD about shit like this. It's actually upsetting me right now. That, I've got that I, I don't know what happened to that. Salinas, counting Salinas, that's seven names. Right. So it's like five names at that point, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, but I'm pretty sure I had other notes attached to that. That's why I don't understand what happened to that whole piece that I built. There was like a whole thing I built around that. And I'm going through here and I'm just, I'm not seeing, because I had it attached to the Thunder Shroud. So my Thunder Shroud notes are still here, but my sub notes for the Thunder Shroud were um, uh, the Martinette's crew. Uh. It's so weird. What the fuck? Ooh. I mean, there's Devon and, and, and there's Mithras and the Martinet. I have all those notes. What the fuck? Yeah, it's it's gone, guys. Sorry, I don't know what happened to it. That, that is weird. I just went, yeah, I just went through every single subtext and, and, and asterisk note. And it, yeah, it's gone. The, that whole list is gone. So I'm going to have to reconstitute it from my um, session notes um, because I was going to use that whole block of notes to build into Winter's uh, Skyship. So you're going to have like a whole like book and everything that tells you what the Skyship does, the list of what all the crew does. I'm going to have to rebuild that whole thing. So I, I somehow it got deleted and I don't know how. It was weird. Clean talk really. so sales. <laughs> It happens. I mean, the internet is a mystery. Computers, who knows how they work? Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. I don't understand. I just don't understand how it could leave without me doing something. And that's what bothers me. Because all my other stuff is intact. I just don't have uh, the Martinet's crew ship and everything that used to be attached. Fuck. This is when OCD will fuck you up. Because <laughs> my brain wants to know what happened. Yep. My brain now, when I'm done with the game, will spend whatever inordinate amount of time it takes to put it all back in place. That's how bad my OCD gets. It's got to be there for me or I just go fucking insane. So <laughs> we'll say, well, what do you guys want to name the airship? Because technically Winter's airship can be named as part of the invocation because as soon as it's invoked it takes on both the creativity and and personality of its new owner so you guys are free to name it and put any kind of flavor into it that you want as well can we all suggest a name and then vote on them ship of fools <laughs> uh winter's air ship <laughs> ship of fools <laughs> I like Ship of Fools. Yes! <laughs> no! The name, the name! I thought I had it. What was Spot got? Wait, what? What was Spot's idea? No, I just said, why? What does Puck have? So. Oh, no. 
and that that was it. Winter's airship. I, oh. I I thought it would be a rousing success. I put her name in. <laughs> Ship of fools, man. Wait, wait uh, punch, uh, punch, munch, crunch. Nah. Brunch? No. I don't know. Oh, brunch. I, I, yeah, I second. Nobody wants brunch? It's not a sentient ship. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a good name. I'm just... I like it when there is a pun or like a joke. That's fine. Not everything has to be funny. Yeah. It's, it's a pun. Hey, are you think I'm calling myself a fool? Oh, ship a fool. I mean, you know what? I thought it was a reference to something cool I didn't understand. What is, okay. It's, and it's cool. <laughs> Ex- explain the joke. We're out here on this fool's errand, right? Oh. Oh, oh, oh. oh all right. That's good. Very good. <laughs> Why did this take me so long? Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, we could just call it, call it fool's errand if we're gonna. Oh. Ship of fools. Ship of. Okay, you know what? It's a good name. So I'm down. I'm down. I've. I've. Unless somebody comes up with something just really crazy, just really outrageous. Uh, winter spot. Definitely not a ship full of tabaxi. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I posted mine there, but I mean, oh god, I'm so I'm so goddamn old because the second Telly uh, said that, it's like all I had, it's like I had Jim and the holograms come unbidden to my head. <laughs> um, but what? I mean, definitely not a ship full of tabaxi. That's really good. Well, it, what because we're inherently not foolish creatures? I mean. I mean, that makes sense. No, no, we're definitely not a ship full of tabaxi. No, it's perfect because they'll never see it coming when when we are. <laughs> um, Winter, any final any final um, ideas? The crimson. No, permanent I'm really assurance? bad at names. <laughs> the, the crimson permanent assurance. Oh. That's badass. We could we could intimidate some foes. Um, Jason, do you want to intervene on behalf of your players? Nope. Why not? <laughs> do you intervene on your own nonsense? Not me. You call it whatever you want. Crimson permanent assurance. It's good, but it's a little long. <laughs> well, the fun part about naming a ship is it's a Monty Python joke too. So oh, right, God. right. I need to catch up. I God dang. It's okay, it's old. I stuff, mean, you know? part of the fun part about naming a ship is that both the name of the ship and the abbreviation of the name are funny at the same time. Mm-hmm. The CPA. Oh, okay. I still don't get it, but I assume it's really funny. Um, it's, uh, it's an old Monty Python sketch. From- you know, bunch of uh, elderly CPAs in a building that takes to the high seas oh, and God. banking. Oh, and they're rolling the around high, and the, oh, they attack the other buildings from their building. And it's a the whole high, the high piracy days of pir- insurance piracy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. That's really yeah. solid. Okay. Right. Sorry. It's the a question. Permanent assurance. Worth it. 
You know what? I, I, I'm down. This is a good name. This is a joke I can, I can really stand behind. I mean, I suggested a Top Gear joke, so I can't say anything. So, <laughs> well, we could change assurance to assurance, right? Assurance. <laughs> um. God so, damn. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Zamp so, is gonna be so mad she missed out on this call. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real I mean pissa. the other one all right the other look hey we could match we could match uh the nine's ship there's his balls deep right we could be helms deep oh that's pretty good that's pretty good I mean but do we want to reference balls deep <laughs> joke and then you know always kind we're, of be we're, second to them we're we're, we're you know that, no, it's it's good. It's good. I think we're we're like really almost there. I'm just I'm very particular about names. I really want it to be funny if we're gonna be on that ship for a while. Mm. Um. Mm. But no, these are all great. We can choose one of them for sure. I just I want to be wowed. You know. <laughs> What's a good... I feel like Spot had good pirate names. So maybe that's like... I don't know. I got nothing on this. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, the Barnacles. No. The Barnacle Eaters? Oh, that's good. Kind of. I don't know. Okay, Earthen. Whatever you come up with next, that's the one. I can feel it. Ooh, I need a K word. Uh, I need a good K killers. Word. No. Crustaceans. I mean, it's not a K word, but still. Hang on. Could do the siren, uh, the sirens night uh, merchants. That way, mm. your abbreviation is S and M. These <laughs> <laughs> of mischief? I don't know. Scourge. Like, oh, that's pretty good. Scourge of the not infinite seas. Squares. Huh. Let's just yeah, explain the joke. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm really not getting any references and jokes. I'm just kind of like. Got it. I think I got it. Okay, yes. Okay, I'm going to type it out in chat. Oh. Hang on. I'm typing slow because I messed it up the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it. Friends, Friends upon chosen. I, guess Kat and I, I like Scourge oh. of the Infinite Seas. That's oh. Friends upon chosen kindred sales, give two. Abbreviated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, 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 yes. Yes. This got my signature. With Friends <laughs> upon chosen kindred sales. Oh my god, that's hysterical. I. I. Yes. This is really good. Also, it matches. Uh, <laughs> they're they're going to ask who we are. We'll say we're those fucks. <laughs> Perfect. No notes. Brava. <laughs> this is it. I can feel it. 
I had to add the S because I was trying to end it on a K and it didn't work ending on a K. Friends, so we're going to call the Elven Skyship Friends Upon Chosen Kindred Sails. And then we're Zans only going to use be the. So mad. We're only going to use the abbreviation on, so it'll say fucks on the side of it. Okay. All right. As you guys bring the elven skyship into existence down in the harbor's ward, Caleb admires the choice in names and just kind of, it's definitely a good choice. Um, Balls Deep will definitely be proud. <laughs> Balls Deep and fucks are very close friends now. So all the automatons are loaded with their material. The crew has been assembled. Um, the all of this activity of bringing the airship into existence and beginning to study how it's made up, the hull, the um, commons deck, the crew's deck, and the main deck. Um, the commons deck is where the eight cannons are, four on either side. The helm's deck is right above the engine room, and the engine room has the magical crystalline structures, as well as the Brooms, uh, the Brooms uh, uh, stone engine that is used to siphon the Fey magic out of the crystal structures and give its ability. To uh, winner's credit, there are a dozen already um, charged crystalline structures. Therefore, you have the ability to operate at four days total before you need to start charging up crystal structures. Um, there, there are two magical rooms that contain all the maintenance equipment and repair equipment that you would need to service the ship. Um, these rooms are incredibly small till you open the door. And then it acts almost like a magic mansion effect where you have this vast warehouse and storage component uh, available for you to facilitate common and emergency repairs to the vessel. The question of the day is, do you guys want to establish a crew roster? Because Alexander was already a first mate. So if you take over the Martinet's crew, you pretty much have a full functioning crew that's augmented by the tabaxi volunteers that are being brought on board. Um, so a navigator, a bosun, a first mate, a captain, everybody that you would need to typically run a crew, you have access to a skill set as it's related to that. The only challenge you probably have is Earthen, you'll have to set aside at some point begin charging up those crystalline structures as they're getting used. Uh, Puck, you can work with the navigator since you're proficient in mapping now, plus you have your magic map that will allow for safer travel either by air or by sea. Um, and it is fall now, so we're out of summer and it's the fall season on the seas, which means that it is hurricane season, storm season, Traveling the deeper edges of Lucidian Sea do become a, a bit more dangerous. So you'll definitely be aware of that. Um, you'll also have access. Let me go ahead and get that snippet done. I, I, I had to build a, a dog run this morning. So unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a little... I, I'm, I'm kind of like um, uh, winter right now. I'm physically exhausted um, <laughs> after doing that. 
Um, let me pull up that map and because it's like my fifth dog run I've had to build in like six months, and it's mm. I don't even own dogs. These are for other people. <laughs> I was like, you know what? There you go. Here's your dog run. Happy, happy hunting. Um, okay, so I think before we before we depart, I think we were wanting to go meet that uh, try and convince old blacksmith boy to come with us. Mm -hmm. All right, or, or at least send somebody to come with us. So I'm going to say, as part of Puck's proficiency and her awareness of maps, um, in the Discord is your new Exandrian map. Hold on a sec. Hopefully it'll... Ah, why is it not uploading? I don't understand. Hold on. Let me let me get the file. I'll do the file instead, and then you can get it from there. Go there. I love the artwork, by the way. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really great. That's all Dolly 3. Um, uh, Chatbot now has a direct relationship with Dolly 3. So all I had to do is type in uh, a group of tabaxi pirates and it generated that image for me. Well, I typed in a group of tabaxi pirates celebrating the death of their long lost friend Spot and <laughs> drinking and cheering his name in camaraderie uh, for a D&D &D game. And then it produced that image. <laughs> nice. Oh my goodness, that's the whole map. Yeah. So, for the sake of understanding where you are, the island chain within the veil is a presumptive knowledge. No one knows that mm -hmm. for sure. Based on the Wandering Assembly and the Ascended Host, the two main guilds that once populated the islands, this is information based on what they gleaned. Whether or not it's true or not, no one really knows because not many people have either made it through or come back from the veil. The captain Martinet was the only one. And that was kind of related to something about a lighthouse and its relationship to the curse that was placed on her beloved who turned out to be, well, of somewhat nefarious Man. character as well. Um, but if you look at where Darktoe Island is, where Bawali, Rumblecusp, and Yurixal Island is, Mm -hmm. You guys are in the middle of those three islands. So Gnomeworks is just this tiny little five square mile volcanic island that sits just south of Rumblecusp, west of Yurixal, and east of Bawali is where it resides. So with that... Let's say that takes up the day's activity. You guys say goodbye to Caleb and everybody else. The crew settles in. You no longer have to return to the Coral Finger, as you can now take over your quarters and begin to organize everything on the Elven airship instead of going back to the Coral Finger. Um, everyone go ahead and click off a long rest. And we will be on the morning of our... Do we feel like it's our final day in Gnomeworks yet? Or do we need... 
do is there anything we want to accomplish before we set sail in the morning? Nope. Everything I have is gonna take three days to a week anyway, so I figured we'd get my stuff later. Okay. Must well we're getting the artificer. He wants to work out of the boat, I'm not gonna stop him. Because it's been ten days now since the Fire Titan's destruction. This will be day one of your journey towards the Vale. So with all your mapping experience now, Puck, and the information that you have, including access to both your magical map, which is regional for you, in conjunction with the access to the maps that the airship provides, um, go ahead and start off with a survival check for me. With advantage, because you have all your mappings. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for that advantage. <gasps> no way. 26. It was a nat 20. Nice. Wait, which one is survival? What is it? Under saving throws? Is it crazy? Under your skill box set. Oh. A yeah. through Z. The big skill box. Oh. Okay. So working with Alexander, the two of you begin to plot the course. The question that Alexander asks, are we going by air or are we going by sea? I think that's going to make a difference. I would assume by air is faster. We have a lot of ground to catch up from the sea to catch up. Uh, the only thing we got to worry about going by air is storms and the weather ahead of us. The weather gauge, according to our resident druid over here, tells us it's going to be storm. It's going to be hurricanes up ahead. So it's going to take some time to navigate and get around those possible incursions of storms. It might be better than to start at sea. Since we don't really know what will happen in a storm... Sorry. Sea wouldn't use our arcane crystals either, would it? Correct. It'd be a typical sailing ship until it becomes a sky ship. You might want to save it for like disasters. So based on that 26, to get to the edge of the veil and make your way through the veil and then hopefully have access to the chain of islands beyond um, normal sailing ships. It takes about seven to 10 days to get there. Um, the sky ship will take about three to five days. A lot of that depends on weather condition. Weather can slow things down, speed things up or cause change in navigation of your mapping. So between you and Alex, you put together a navigational uh, both a schedule and a course that day one, you'll sail out into the deeper portion of the Lucidian Sea, which will take a day. And then from there, it'll take three to five days by skyship to make it to the edge of the veil. Uh, you know, through discussions with the Martinet and Alexander's own experience with the veil, the traveling the veil is a two day excursion of its own, whether by skyship or by sailing ship, the the contention from Alexander is it shouldn't make a difference because of 
the overall challenges of the magical nature of the veil. Um, he describes the particular island that they have visited, um, known as, I actually get to look at Dragon's Breath. Um, so there is an island that the Wanderman Assembly had established there. Um, they're kind of like settlements and their towns on back when they were the primary guild that was able to make it through the Vale and into the Shattered Teeth. The island that they settled on is called the Dragon's Breath. And Alexander would be familiar with that island. It's also the island that contains the, the, lighthouse. Um, the lighthouse as well as about five or six small settlements and a pretty um, uh, healthy uh, uh, um, population of indigenous folk that make up a, a good portion of the southern uh, area of the Shattered Isles. Um, they are typically known as... They are typically known as individuals that are described as nomadic seafarers. Um, they are often referred to as they are often referred to as the Voik. The Voik are indigenous folk that live within the Shattered Isles, both the southern and northern sections, but they're very tribal. They are very superstitious. They believe in gods based on how they live their life. And we'll say that while you guys are having a meal with Alexander, he's bringing you kind of up to date on the known areas of the Shattered Isles they would be familiar with. He describes that the main settlement known as He Hill is where their first established settlement was. And they use the lighthouse as a way to guide ships in. At least this is what the former leader of the Wanderman Assembly that originally hired the captain to make some initial discoveries and incursions into the Shattered Isles. The Voik um, are master seafarers. They Voik ships are best described as a spitting image of Viking ships. Um, very much a Norse theme indigenous culture within the Shattered Isles, except they're said to be possibly distant relatives of a long lost civilization of Tritons. So it's believed that their shamanistic nature, some of their druidic nature, and the way that they kind of embody natural superstitions and other activities within their culture has a little bit of Triton heritage in there. Um, although they believe it mostly to be myth and lore and that the establishment of their culture within the Shattered Isles is more endemic to being a, a Voik lineage or Voik bloodline. They're made up of five major tribes, the elk, the manatee, 
the orca, the raven, and the rabbit. And each of these tribes believe that their totems are specific to their culture and their magic. Their shaman divinity and their druidic divinity is oracle-driven, oracle-based. Um, and they interpret things very much like a augury effect or a legend lore effect, depending on the skill set of their particular shaman. It's very common for the tribes to all be at war with each other. It's not too uncommon. Normally, there are four major cultural festivities that they kind of um, put their wars on hold and they celebrate gods and cultures in the way of being a Voik. And then eventually they all move back to their tribal existence and competing for fishing grounds. Um, the elk of the Voik are notorious pirates. They have been said to wander through the veil and from time to time raid ships coming out of Darkto, Bawali, um, and merchant ships that travel too far out of sea routes on their way to uh, Marquette and uh, Taldori and uh, other far-flung continents. They are very much a warlike people. But they also can be master craftsmen um, and they have a very endemic relationship with the sea and they firmly believe that the sea is the home of the gods. And they're very much a sacrificial culture and they live and die by their totems and their belief of their totems. They often war with the merfolk who, who stray into their waters. It is said somewhere beneath the Shattered Isles lies a great kraken of legendary size and they believe it to be the foundation of the world. And on the tentacles of the great kraken sits each of their islands. And whenever there's any kind of earthquake or event related to earthquakes or storms, they believe that the Kraken has come awake and is shaking and shaking the islands with the intent of being dissuaded with a sacrifice and then things would calm down again. Whether it be in wealth, people, um, Alexander describes their last time on Dragon's Breath Isle um, which is currently under the control of the tribe of the bear. Um, and they're indigenous to that island. Um, they did make a sacrifice because one of the islands became volcanically active. Uh, they sacrificed an entire ship filled with a, um, with the chief's belongings, the chief's family and all of the chief's like, um, uh, council and everybody that would be, part of his ability to control uh, with one exception the heir to the chief um, who goes uh, uh, by the name of Bearclaw uh, the Grim Treated um, he is the only surviving descendant of the chief and it's tradition that the sur only surviving descendant of a sacrificed chief then becomes the new chief and they rebuild their tribal culture around that 
It's their way of embracing generational change. Don't screw up. <laughs> I'm very excited to meet them and talk about Krakens. <laughs> as we um, as we start off into the water, or uh, as we start off away from the island, um, is there like a communal room around our quarters, or like between our quarters? I guess. Like yeah, a, that would be the commons deck. So the, yeah, the commons deck is where everybody meets for like breakfast in the morning, meals, changing of shifts, um, looking for tools or equipment. This is also where the sappers are. So anyone who's assigned to the cannons would be located here. Four cannons on the right side, four cannons on the left side. Um, so the commons deck is right below the main deck. There's two access points there's a forward access and a and a rear access and they're they're stairs that lead all the way down to the hole allowing you to access each of the below decks of the ship okay i'm thinking of a place where i could like arrange uh i, I could arrange for us to maybe try out this spell i've got okay there's also a galley so there's a full galley kitchen on the boat. Um, so a spot you want to continue your proficiency with cooking, you could do it there. Mm -hmm. um, there's a full-fledged workshop and alchemy lab on the boat as well. Um, and of course, the hull or the main cargo hold that holds all your newfound supplies and anything else that you would want to bring from Gnomework. So you're free to add on to that supply list in case you can think of things. Um, we were trying to bring that uh, blacksmith guy or artificer, one of those, along with us um, in the city. Yeah. And also, can Puck look for the biggest room to claim it? <laughs> Every room's big to Puck. Well, yeah, but the biggest <laughs> room. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't let that one go. <laughs> I mean, you could go to the... You could go to the uh, extra uh, big <laughs> No, no, you could go to the, to the repair room. Well, there it is looks, a captain's It looks tiny, so you well, go in, and then it's like, boom. Because there's the helm's deck, which is exposed above the main deck, and then right below the helm's deck is the captain's quarters. And the captain's oh. quarters is quite large. That's fine. Um, okay, so Puck, you'll take the captain's quarters? Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I said winter's dip. quarters, though? <laughs> no, because I said dips. <laughs> it just goes sure. right in, closes the door. All you can hear is just hear her yelling through the door. No, I called dibs. <laughs> I mean, I tried, Winter. It is your boat. Winter, are you okay? Yes, you could, I'm sorry. You no, could fire. Uh, you can fire Puck off of one of your arrows. Just tie it to her back, and you know, and then you get to room to yourself. Ooh. See, she's considering it. I'm not considering it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I well, need to get my stuff together. Puck took the captain's room. I okay. mean, um, I. But <laughs> is there? Can I get the room beside Puck? I mean, the captain's court is big enough that you and Puck could split it if you wanted to. It's pretty sizable. 
Okay, I can do that. Okay. That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. We're less likely to die this way, you know. Yeah. We got the two of us and a dra and a and a tiger. We're good. <laughs> well, I, and I'll say, uh, Punch just immediately like goes over to the corner and where there's a bunch of old kind of pillows and linens and just commands the spot. Uh, your coin dragon pops out to sit on a on a perch. Um, the captain's quarters, while there's a large bed in it, there is plenty of room to bring in a smaller bed at, at, at like the end of the quarters as well. But there's also a very big um, dining table and there's, you know, a desk, other furniture here that would afford you and the team to meet here to discuss plans. Um, if you wanted to, you could take meals here as well. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Master and Commander. It's oh, kind God. of very much designed around that theme. Just a little bit more elegance because it is an elven skyship. So there's a lot of elegance and finery to like all the vibe of the skyship and the airship. Hell yeah. Okay, we have the big room. So I think that's okay. the important thing, really. Yeah. <laughs> Um, where is every, what other, what, um, what rooms is, are everybody claiming? Spot is going to pick a room basically at random and throw their pack in. It's like, cool, I'm going to hang out with the tabaxi. Um, probably going to try to sleep in a giant cuddle pile, but you know, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> well, your tabaxi friends are part of the commons crew, so they'll okay. sleep in the common area. But yeah, you just like take one of the random officer quarters and the officer quarters are quite nice. There's a sizable bed, a writing table. You have a porthole that looks out over the sea. Um, you have a place to like a really nice footlocker to store all your kit and gear. Um, there's linen cabinets for, you know, to pull things in and out as you need them. Um, there's hooded lanterns with magical arcane lights that you can turn up and down that don't require any kind of fuel source. They just seem to be magically invoked. And all of the officers' quarters, there's about eight of them on the commons deck, um, are available to anybody that wants one. Thanks. Poor Xanath is not here to, like, choose a room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's here. She's just she's just my NPC for tonight. So she'll just she'll do what, she'll do what Spat does and randomly... Select the room as well. Earthen's clearly going to walk all the way around the place and look for, you know, the one that's got the best access out should anything happen, but also <laughs> not so close to the stairs that it makes noise all night. <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does. In the middle of everything, but not... <laughs> but kinda, not in the middle yeah, of everything. Right, exactly. In the middle, but not in the middle. Loudish, but but also quietish. Spot just peeks their head out of the door, just sees which one Earth and takes. It's like, <laughs> you know, you don't know what spells I might have picked up. I could put something fancy on that door, and you get a little shock out of it when you try to get in. That's like for old times' sakes. For old times' sakes. I'm going to say, I being a cat of the people. I'm going to head down to the commons deck and hang out with my tabaxi buddies and, you know, just 
getting my bearings and uh yeah we're just gonna run like roughshod uh, uh like underneath and above you at the same time we're we're, we're gonna make your your night to living hell i mean um you know cat stuff cat things you so you think so you think i mean we love you <laughs> we love to scratch you more than we love to touch you <laughs> Have I stolen your uh, your coin purse uh, in the last like six minutes? Six minutes? No. You're if you're going to stay like you're hours, you're, you're about due for it. Yeah. Um, so, oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> are we are we really doing this? Are we heading for the Shattered Isles? Feels yeah. like it. Oh my goodness. Um, do we have like a champagne bottle to, I, I, I think that's what people do when they like, <laughs> buy, like open a new ship or however that works. Cruise in the ship. Yeah, cruise in the ship. We need to cruise in the ship properly. We need. Um, I, I'm sure one of the tabaxi has a champagne bottle or something. <laughs> Ooh, should we cruise in with that like horrible stuff that almost killed Earthen? Yeah. Sure. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately eats a hole in the side of the ship and starts sinking. Yeah. You're doing it. So day one is setting the course, um, looking over the maps, getting getting the crew accustomed to quarters and the way the ship works. Alexander will take on the first mate responsibility. Um, We can sort out the rest of the details later. But as first mate, um, he will also assign the helms, uh, the helms person activity, uh, which he will give to um, Jameson. He'll put Jameson in charge of the helmsman. Uh, he'll put Gribbets as cabin boy, um, so basically someone that you guys can always use for running errands, uh, and then make McClintock um, uh, bosun, just so he has at least the basis of a organized crew to be able to um, uh, uh, handle things. Um, We can work on other details related to the crew as we journey for the next five to six days towards the Vale. Day one of the journey is relatively calm. Well, the seas and the wind are relatively um, uh, beginning to pick up it's easy to see that clearly the um, the idea of rougher weather is probably going to be very nascent over the next few days as, you know, things become uh, a bit more or less um, under, the, under the guise of being influenced by the weather, which pretty much forces... Uh, Puck and Alexander meet on occasion to kind of chart courses, look at maps and make sure that everything is, you know, good to go. Now, Earthen, you want to spend day one finding a private area to like kind of work on the spell? Yep. Uh, Basically looking for a place where we can arrange um, six or seven bedrolls, essentially, because we're going to be asleep for this spell, but we want to be comfortable and safe. Um, I would say your access to the main hall or the hold down below is offering up the most private space you can find. 
it is below the waterline, so light is limited to whatever light you bring down. Okay. And I'll say the way that the hold has dispersed all the weight that's down there, the supplies and the automatons and things that you've brought on board, you, you know, for the most part, there's plenty of room down there. All right. I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to start arranging bed rolls and stuff and uh, assuming it's the five of us plus uh, at least um, Andrew. Okay. I can take uh, oh, and um, Elmspur will aid Alexander in charting the course. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, if I can I, I'll, I can set up for eight and we only use uh, six. That's like, I'll, I'll plan on that. Okay. Because I, I, the spell works for eight. So we have six for okay. sure that are going to be involved. So I'll say at some point, uh, Salinas gets assigned... Um, kind of like uh, carpentry and engineering duty because she does have a knack for the magics and things. Selena's kind of looks at what you're doing or thing, gathering up your kit, taking it all down the hold. And she kind of stops you and like, what is it you think you're doing? What are you doing with all of this? I thought the plan was to get to the veil and find whatever it is you need to find and we'd be done with this. Why, why does this feel like another one of your harebrained schemes? Well, we don't know what we're going to come across in the veil, right? And I may have come up with a way that we can... Look, if the veil really does have this gap, portal, whatever, to other planes, wouldn't it be good to have some cursory knowledge of what planes we might encounter as we're there? You describe it as if these are things that we're going to be able to understand. Uh, control. I mean, I've been through once before with Alexander's crew. I'm not really sure what you think you're going to gain by this. Not, you put not, in the siren's call protection and you wait the two days and then hopefully things will work out. You end up on Dragon's Breath and you do what you need to get done and then we go home. There's always allies somewhere, and this is going to be a mess uh, a mess to deal with. Look, we also need to find a way to get Andrew back home, to get Elmspur back home, and any other thing that happens to pop out into this realm, we need to find a way to get them back home as well. So having you some ask, knowledge that, of where these homes might be. You make notion that they're not supposed to be here. What if that travel here is intentional, not accidental? Those that we've spoken to at first, it wasn't intentional. Well, I just hope you know what you're doing. I'll keep an eye on the crew, and if anything goes... What if something goes wrong with you and your friends? Is that a way to bring you out of the condition? The way this spell works, um, if, if any of us take damage, we get snapped back to reality. So your dreams can harm you? Uh, yes and no. If we take damage, it, the, the, it's like waking up from the dream. We wake up and we're not there anymore. You are sure of that? No, I'm not sure of anything. Last thing I remember, your friend Puck often dreamt, and things would definitely cause her harm in her dreams. 
She spoke with a creature, did she not? She this spoke with many dream. creatures, did she not? This is a little different dream than this. Is this, is a, this is a controlled dream. This should be a controlled dream going to a very specific controlled place, which at least on first traversal, that's why, we, that's why we're, we're trying to aim for a safe place first. Should it go wrong? Yes, of course. That could be trouble. But first traversal is intended to be a safe place. Well, do I look over you or do I keep an eye on the crew? What do I do? Do you trust Alex? I do. I've always trusted this crew. It was more the Martinet's manipulation of them I did not trust. If you trust the crew, then I would I would have you watch over us. And your new friend, Elmspa. He seems a unique individual. It's a good choice of words. Unique indeed. Can he be trusted? I wouldn't ask you to stay watching guard over us if I thought he could be trusted. She grabs your arm and kind of looks at you. Remember, Ethan. The veil affects people differently. The closer we get to it, the more chaotic things could get. So if you're going to experiment with this magic, sooner rather than later, for sure. Right, with my bundle in my hands like that, that's kind of the point. Well, when you're set, come find me, and I'll keep an eye on you while you and your friends travel. Thank you. So with that, the early morning activity is done. You guys gather down in the hole. There is Karzin and Salinas down there as well. Um, Karzin got a looks. Um, am, I, am I coming with you metaphysically, or how does this work? You just got to pick a spot and lay down. So far as I know right now, all I can do is send us there in a dream. Okay. But it should be a dream that of a place that you know, of where you come from. And when we travel there, it will take us, it's supposed to take us to a safe place within a mile of where you come from. And you're basing this on what focus? How is your magic going to know this? Because of me? Yes. I'm the focus? You're the focus. Well, shit. Hopefully I hadn't lied about anything, right? We'll find out, won't we? Yeah. Okay. He kind of goes over the bedroll. All right. And he just sits down at first, looks a little awkward, and then he begins to lie down. You watch as Xanath does the same thing. Everybody else follow suit? This will be fun. Yeah, I guess. It'll be like when we fell through that big cloud thing and then you all look like little kids and I look, you know, awesome. We talked to the giant god thing. <laughs> Remember that? It'll be like that. Except Spot not falling off of a giant gravel dragon thing. That was one of the... Okay, until this heist, that was the coolest thing I ever did. I didn't fall. I threw myself. <laughs> Get it right. Okay, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> I was diving after one of our friends. Excuse you, sir. <laughs> I, you dove off, and everybody else was back there. Not my problem. 
<laughs> My only question is, um, Xanth has been uncharacteristically quieter. Um, and uh, maybe she has the sniffles or something. Maybe we want to wait until she can fully participate in this. Only because I think she would be very advantageous. And also, in general, this seems like something she'd that like very much revive. So, if this works on the small scale, on this little jaunt to where to Beirun, that's where he said he's from. Uh, if this works on that scale, the next trip might be to Erebos. Okay. So we'll do this today and it will be all ready to go for when Xanath uh, heals from her cold. When she's back fully with us. We're, right. We're going to go meet her. Yeah. Right here. I just stopped going. I went to see. I, just a little under the weather. Don't make such a big deal out of it. I, I, I blame it on there being more than one tabaxi. Maybe it's allergies. Yeah, it could be allergies. That's true. <laughs> so with that everybody lies down in their appropriate bedrolls with Selena's keeping watch um, as Earthen begins to invoke the spell what's the casting duration on it so the casting duration it's 10 minutes to cast and okay. it lasts 6 hours Okay. so with that you begin to ceremonially cast the spell let's go ahead and take a 5 minute break and then when we come back we'll do the second half And we are back. Let's see what kind of shenanigans you guys can get into now. Extra later. <laughs> yeah. Spot does love them some shenanigans. It must be said. I mean, these are these are the best kind of shenanigans. Extra planar shenanigans. Oh. At least, hopefully. <laughs> no, I'm very excited. It's also, right now, I don't think Earthen fully realized it, but this is a three against one situation, shenanigan-wise and voice of reason-wise. This is this is very dangerous for you. I'm just going to hit you guys. I'm just going to hit you guys, and you'll snap out of it, though. So. Oh, well. <laughs> Earthen, remember, there's three more of me. <laughs> yeah, but four I'm more. Sure. I thought it was just uh, that uh, was four. They they picked up a fourth. Okay. <laughs> was it three of them, and then they met a fourth at the the Red Eye Casino, and you made the offer to all four of them. They're gonna steal our shit and jump off the jump off the boat. You know that. Right? <laughs> Listen, I get. I don't know how many times I need to explain this to you. The joy is the heist. Not the keeping of things. Material things don't last. I am here for experiences. I'm a monk, but also a cat, man. 
<laughs> all three, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all three. No, I'm not, man, like I, again, I'm, I'm not. I, I have no concept of gender. I think you, you sentient creatures are a little weird for that. Oh, well, wait, that assumes you're not sentient. This is like, a possible <laughs> rabbit hole. We don't need to be going down. Oh, we're going, big, we're going to the big rabbit hole. <laughs> so. Ooh, the end of the ritual casting. All of you are fast asleep. <gasps> oh, special effects. Hell yeah. Earth, and as you focus on what you know about Karzan, what he's described, talked about, place where he's from, as well as remembering the information that was shared to you by Caleb and some of the other gnomes on the member of the councilry, all of you in your sleep awake up on a shoreline. Carson's eyes wide with unbelievable recognition, a city so massive, sprawling out along a coastal region. Carson looks over at you, Earth, and You've brought me to Waterdeep. This is my home. It's where I'm from. Good. The spell worked. The spell worked. See? See? This was not a bad idea, guys. <laughs> Test run one. Successful. What else so, does it allow us to do? Can we travel the city? Yeah. Can we walk? We're, we're here. For all intents and purposes, we're... We're temporary visitors to this plane, yeah. Are we restricted to the idea of the physics of it? Can we think about where we want to be and we could just be there? We are, in effect, we are mentally, we, we have the impression that we are mentally and physically transported here. We are here. Interesting. Walk with me. And he begins to lead you guys up the beach and up a great spiraling stairwell across a bluff and into the busy south gate of the Waterdeep City. Once in the south gate, you begin to realize that this city by far outmatches any of the cities known to Exandria. The population here must be well over a million souls. The density, the skyline, the feel and the energy around you of this place is massive. Huh. After an hour of being here, he eventually brings you to the front of a tavern. The big sign hanging out on it, the yawning portal. What's all that about? This is where it all began. It's where... I made the decision <laughs> to travel with friends. We met here. We had been given information about a strange energy out near the Moonshay Isles. We gathered a crew. We got our ship. And we made our way to the Moonshay. Once there, we had discovered 
a whirlpool of cyclonic energy that had never been seen before. Some local elves helped guide us towards its location, and we spent many days studying it from afar. A great storm rolled into the Isles, a great hurricane, forced us into the whirlpool. I remember seeing my friends in the ship while I fell overboard. I remember being right side up and wrong side down, spluttering, coughing water, breaking the surface, looking up at a blue and green face staring down at me. The side of the ship was the ball eater. Ford and Chester pulled, pulled me on board. They began to explain to me where I was. Tried to explain to them where I came from, but they said that they had never heard of such a place. And he stands there. You watch as people come in and out of the tavern. You can hear it's quite raucous inside. It's quite, excuse me. It's quite a large structure. Maybe five, six stories tall. Taking up almost ten city blocks of the space of Waterdeep. Towering up above, double doors swing open, the cascading music and the level of the thousand or so people inside kind of cascading outward, overwhelming you with the smells of food and drink and the sound of a tavern busy. So you think to find your friends here? I don't know. I don't know how long I've been gone. I think I need to know that first. And he steps away from the tavern, the tavern entrance, and he looks around. The city feels bigger than it once was. There's more people here. It's larger. Coming in the south gate, I couldn't help but notice <clears throat> the size of the guards and the patrols and everything here seems bigger. His eyes go wide, and he goes running down a main street called the Dragon's Crest. With you guys in tow, he stops in a small neighborhood of very kind of like mid-level working class residences. He walks over to one of the structures and you see that tears begin to form in his eyes. It's my home. And he walks up to look inside the window, and as he does, he sees a very elderly woman sitting in a chair with two small children on her lap. Beyond her, middle-aged man and woman kind of clearing off a table filled with the remains of an evening's meal. Longer than I thought. The old woman is my wife. When I left, she was... <laughs> she just turned 28. 
He looks at her. She must be in her 70s now. And he looks at the fully grown woman kind of sharing a conversation with the other man. It's my daughter. I'm assuming those are my grandchildren then. Yeah. Wow. Oh, just go in. No, I can't. Not like this. They've lived their lives without me. I, I'm a visitor. They need to know you're alive. Am I? We are. You are. But perhaps they were told I perished in the sea. Perhaps my friends lived only to report my death, my drowning. Is that not final enough for them? Then at worst, you're an apparition of yourself come to visit your family. <laughs> Maybe this them. is the last chance you would have. And you've given me that chance, Earthen. And he just kind of stares at his feet, looks at his boots, and then he punches himself in the face. And he winks out. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. Shit. Uh. Hmm. The door opens and out steps a young child of maybe about eight or nine years of age. She looks at the four of you. Oh, hello. What, um, you look lost. Do you need help? We're friends of your grandfather's. My grand? Oh, my grandfather died way before I was born. I, I think most of his friends are kind of old and live in other cities too. I. Your grandfather was a very magical, talented man who was able to, who was able to travel to unknown places. One of which is where I'm from, where we are from. And we're now visiting from that magical place. Give me persuasion. Kristen, what are you doing? I'm being nice. I'm not being mean. <laughs> <laughs> Just grab the kid by the throat and make her tell us. Uh, that's uh, a 19. 19? Okay. If you're from Magic Place, but I don't know what I could do for you. You can take word to your grandmother. Okay. Tell her Andrew will return to you. Oh, I can't not... tell her that. That'd be lying. Can't lie to my grandma. It's not yeah. lying. Said... Andrew will return. I. We will set this right. We will fix what's wrong. That's why I'll ask here. my mom first. I don't know if I should talk about dead people like that. In fact, if you talk about dead people, they say bad things happen to you. Earthen, come on. We don't want to make them feel more sorrow than they need to or give them false hopes. We don't know when we'll be here next. You say that as if you've had the experience of being separated from your family for more years than you can count running from more people than you care to think thinking that they're your 
constantly one step ahead of that that would kill you and take away your chance from ever meeting them again forever. You're funny. Yeah. <laughs> they have made their You're kind of gloomy like my mom was, or like my grandma was when she was sad about my grandpa. She always said that if there are always storm clouds around your head, how can you ever see the sky? You know, child, you remind me of my daughters. Oh, do you do you, do you not see your daughters? Are they gone? Are they in the magic place? The last time I saw them, they were about your size. Well, Norona was. But I haven't seen them for more than ten years now. Why not? I thought I was on the run. I thought I was staying away to keep them safe. Only to have found out in the last days that all that I thought was there was not. Oh. Well, why don't you use the magic place to go visit them? Why come here? There's things we have to set right first, and this magic place is being affected. At my magic place is being affected by your world and and countless other worlds together. It, it's a lot to comprehend. But know this. Your grandfather and meanwhile, while Earthen's doing hero. this, you guys are behind Earthen, and he's having a serious adult conversation with this eight-year-old little girl who's just like big eyes and just, uh-huh. <laughs> Earthen reaches into his pocket and pulls out the dragon scale, the blue dragon scale. Ooh, what's that? She takes this, it. This is the scale of a great dragon that your grandfather killed. You may take this to your... You may take this to your grandmother as a memento. Okay. I'll do that. Are you guys going back to your magic place? Uh, we have a couple of things to do around here first. Um, I think uh, we're going to go back to that yawning portal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Grandma used to say that Grandpa would go get smart there. I don't know what that means. Well, we're going to try and get smart there, too. Oh, okay. Nice talking to the four of you. Yeah, you <laughs> I like the big kitty. That's lots of fun. Um, Can I try? Do I have my stuff on me? Can I uh-huh. give them something? Yeah, you technically have access to your... Like anything you draw off your person in your dream state materializes in their state that they're in. So yeah, you could. Can I try and attune to that coin of awareness real fast? Okay. Okay, I give her the coin of awareness. So theoretically, we should have a line of being able to see it uh, through it. Oh, thanks for the coin. What can I buy with it? Nothing. This is a good luck coin. So long as you... um, The spirits um, of your family will always look after you. Or will always at least be able to see and hopefully help. Can I at least keep it in a box so it's safe? Um, ideally, maybe like just in the home, like in a on like a armoire, maybe. Oh, or... I don't do that. My little brother will spend it. Oh, um, how about this? And can I, with my tools, just make it into a necklace real quick? Yeah, like you kind of pull it back, you like touch a little. Finger hole in it and run a leather lanyard through it and tie it off and put it around her neck. Oh, okay. This will work. Okay. 
Bye. Bye. You're kind of an older kid, right? Because you're kid size like me. <laughs> yeah, some kids don't grow. They just become old. You'll get it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my mom talks about that all the time. <laughs> she gets She it. says she blames the Harpers. Oh. The Harpers. Yeah, the Harpers. That's what my daddy used, or my grandpa used to work for. My dad works for the Harpers now. They're kind of a, what does my mom call them? A group of frat boys that get together and talk about all the shit they can't do. Oh, that's fun. But that's usually when she's angry that, that, that daddy hasn't gotten home in time. And, you know, people get mad and say things. Sounds like my kind well, of people. <laughs> well, okay. But Earth, um, they said fun. How those be your people? Okay. Have a um, take care. Take care of yourself. Okay. Your mom to take care as well. Bye bye. Tell your father in. if he has any interest in meeting us, we'll be at the yawning portal. Okay. Bye bye. She shuts the door and we are the definition of stranger danger. <laughs> hey, do you have your map with you? I do. I Does take it out work the map. here. Let's see. As you take out the map, it is a giant ink blot that does not react to you. What the? I try to do um, uh, primeval awareness here to see if, how that feels. Give me an intelligence save when you do that, please. Oh, fuck me. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to do. I love when you do that, Tally. It's just I'll such a you... DD move. <laughs> I'm going to no, allow me. Okay. Um, you got this. <laughs> thank you, Earth. You get extra ten, extra D ten. Yes, you thank you. D ten. Yep. But also, do I need to look for something specific, or can I just do general primeval awareness to the location? It's up to you. Your choice. Um, any any ideas for that? I can do celestials. I can just do like a um aberration or a fiend. Undead, Fae, any preferences at all? I mean, you might or pick I up on uh, you might pick up on winter if you're looking for a Fae. Yeah, I can just. What What about the, uh, like? Remember what Erebos felt like? That. Um. Yeah. Primordial thing. Yeah. Can I try to tune into Erebos's primordial um, kind of presence? Or is that uh, a little too much? Give me an intelligence save as you center in on him. Oof. Okay. And I guess a plus 10. Okay. A 14 and I guess a plus D10. Uh, 17 altogether. 17? Uh, thank you for that, D10. You begin to focus your awareness skill. You're a little kind of concerned that the map doesn't function here, but at least now you know the map is not planar. Um, the map is probably restricted to the confines of the material plane, which is good to know. You begin to reach out for that energy that's very similar to what you felt with Erebus. This looking for a presence, looking for anything that might be 
looking in your direction to give you a sense of something or anything. Oh no, I don't like that. No one stands around you anymore. You're immediately enshrouded in dark black smoke that kind of boils around you. It like moves and shifts. You can feel the energy of it shift and move around you. There's a silhouette, a shadow in the smoke. Who is there? I am always here. I would like to know why you and your friends traverse through my domain. Somebody from your domain got lost in ours. We were trying to connect him back home. I have no friends. I don't know what you speak of. What is home? It is his place of family and belonging. And you have come here to do what? Peek into other worlds? Steal? We are not here to steal. Your mind is chaotic. Your mind shows me images of so many things. You can see into my mind. I can see into everything. It is both benefit and curse. Can you see into why somebody from this world would be so lost as to get to where we come from? I will answer that question if you answer mine. What gave you the right to steal from that circus? They were mistreating their tiger and I was lost as well. And in truth, I felt very small and he was very small. And I figured, oh, fuck it. So you have feelings for those that don't have power. You have feelings for those that would seek another calling, perhaps. Perhaps. You and your friends journey far. We do. We plan on journeying to a place that has eluded many. But I answered your question. I will endeavor to answer yours. I don't know of time. 
I don't know of places or people or things. I am the everything. I consume and I create. This place that you find yourself in, you have magics. You've wandered down paths where you have spoken with some of my children. Who are your children? I sense Erobos has spoken with you. He has. We helped him. A more sinister making of mine. Zahir has spoken to you as well. Tried to claim you, I think. There are small patches of madness behind your mind. Unclaimed memories that you bury and keep hidden from yourself. I am not interested in looking at those memories, and I'm not interested in remembering Zaheer. But, as you can see, we are a forward-facing group, entering a place that you, whoever you might be, might be interested in, and a place Zaheer certainly seemed interested in. You speak of the veil, then. I the do. great convergence of rifts that have reached out to all the ends of domains and claim to those areas built by dominion. For dominion is the birth of all things, all creatures, all thoughts. What will be... Huh. Would you give us your blessing in our endeavor there? And do you care for In exchange for what, small gnome? What is the exchange rate for this bargain? What do I get? And what do you get? What? Hmm. As you know, I do not have much to offer. But I do oh. have... <laughs> you have so much more than you could possibly imagine, Puck. I see the hill giant that chased you on the beginning of your path. I see your birth. I see your life. I see your passions. I see everything that you have lived. You see too much. No, you do not see enough. For the truth of it, the chaotic tabaxi that travels with you, a creature 
so lost in themselves, they will truly bring harm at a scale unfathomable by you. The Elendril that travels with you. She walks the winds of time. She makes court with the power of the Fae to double-cross you and your friends. She intends to abandon you, Buck. And of course, there is a bard that travels with you. The one that just uses this power as if it's a coloring book of pencils and chalk to be tested in my domain. Yeah. Certainly he will get you killed. Frankly, I'm no prize either. I almost got them killed last week. And they have faults. I know they have allegiances beyond our journey. But they've saved me. They've saved me from your son. And they've saved me when they didn't have to. And I don't forget my debts. And if I do make a bargain with you, I will not forget your debt either. Would you be willing to make a pact with the Dominion? That is my price. Believe and agree to serve Dominion. I will help you on your journey. I will help you solve this particular problem. You want my belief in you. Belief is already being earned. You sense my power. You understand the misgivings. But the exchange rate, Puck, could be more than you could handle. She may not be willing to come quietly. A daughter of Erebos would be a prize indeed for me. I understand. And you think I have a connection to this daughter of Erebos? Oh, I smell her power on you, Puck. She has healed you time and time again. She travels with you. She's in your memories, and I know every square inch of your mind. Even now, you flutter about in chaos and concern. Do I or don't I? Do I tap the power to save my friends? Do I sacrifice someone I barely know to save the world? I am Dominion, Puck. I am all the things that will ever be. And so could you. That power could be yours as well. I have all the power I need, but I appreciate your presence. As for the daughter of Erebos, my only concern is her protection and fulfillment, same as the rest of my group. For now, I 
will adjourn from your presence, if that is okay with you. But clearly our paths have crossed before, and if they do cross again, I will venture to talk about this with you and reconsider. I think, Puck, that this conversation is too important to let go. You have seen Dominion. Dominion has spoken with you. Okay, so as you go to do that, right, you just go to harm yourself in hopes of waking up. You take three points of force damage and you do not wake up. Oh, well, fuck me. That would have been very okay. You watch as an eye, a blackened eye, pulses out from the center of the energy pulsing around. And it gets closer, larger, and closer towards you. Huh. That's a shame. I thought I had more control than I do. Well, that's life, I guess. It's not about control, Buck. You mean well. Your heart, well, chaotic at times. You value life. And you want to keep your friends alive. I am merely offering you the upper hand in that effort. The advantage of it. Who knows? Maybe when we bore of each other, you can let me go as much as I can let you go. But I want to see Buck. I have not been able to see into that place for a very long time, and I want to see into it. Alexandria has been lost to me since the gates were shut. And I want to see again all of it. Be my eyes. I will give you power. I will give you the power to keep your friends alive, but Look at your hands. Stare at your hands, Buck. As you look down at your hands, you watch as a blade materializes in both your hands. It can be anything that you want. You can summon and and a weapon of your choosing, whether it be the intention to shoot, physically attack. Your packed weapon can be anything that you want it to be, Puck. An extension of my power, an extension of your faith in Dominion. And this will keep your friends safe. My eyes are not worth this weapon. What else do you want? Your eyes are a good starting point, Buck. For me to consume you all at once would be dangerous for the both of us. Your eyes will see into a world that will give me great fascination. For there is a beastie that I want back. He is a creature of dominion. 
he was stolen from me. Have I spoken to him as well? He is in your memories. Draxel Bricks, my greatest of children. He has brought worlds to beginnings and ends. And now his spirit's trapped inside of this weak imitation of blood and bone. He is a god. He will drift the great astral seas. He will consume worlds and remake them because the worlds deserve to be remade. That is what it means to be dominion. Dominion is to touch all the crossroads of the worlds and to bring them together. And those gods took him away from me and I will have him back, Buck. And with your eyes, you will find me the way to do this. And together, I will keep your friends from dying. And you will bring me back, my child. My son. And heir to dominion. And all that it entails. Do this. And your power is my power. My power is your power. With the strength of your heart, you will be successful. Now that I know what it is mean to what it means to you, I can see how our paths converge. My only request before I go forward and put my trust and my eyes in you is that truly you will never use this power through me to hurt innocent and powerless. Lightning crackles around the edges of the darkened, swirling smoke. The eye squints to look at you. How can I harm anyone? I don't take free will. I merely enhance what you already are. Bargain accepted. (laughs) He watches the tendrils of smoke begin to course into your hands, into your body. Your eyes kind of like darken out for a brief moment. And then within moments find yourself standing among your friends. Hi. (laughs) You okay there, crime friend? You kind of zoned out there for a a minute. Yeah, I'm fine. I couldn't really uh, get in touch with anything. I think maybe... uh, my primeval awareness can't extend this far. Right. Oh, man. I don't know. Um, do you guys want me to see if I, like, if I, I can try meditating, see if I can make contact with anything on this plane? Should, should I should I do that? Uh, we, we have a couple hours, right, Earthen? Oh, Earthen, you've been muted by a supernatural power. 
Silence. No, <laughs> thanks. no thanks, Matt. No good. No, We're just off to the side good. doing the invocation of silence. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we need um, to go to the port, to the, to the yawning portal. Ah. Uh, uh, we ran. We need to get back to that place. We need to get back to that place and find out why they sent Andrew on this trip. Uh, yeah, actually. Zenith kind of pipes up. Um, technically, he went to meet people there to discuss the trip. Shouldn't we just find the Hoppers and ask them? I thought they said that they're at the portal. No, I think he described the Yawning Portal as a tavern, a place that they met. I mean, do, do you know where the Harpers are? No, the only person that know punched himself in the face out of grief. Yeah, the only place we have, the only the only breadcrumb we have to follow is at the portal. But then that's where we should go look. He had that little silver shield, that little that, oh, shield, that little silver harp pin. Maybe we can find somebody with one of those. You guys, find your way back down the street. You've been here for at least two hours now. So you got about four hours left or six hours? Is it four. eight hour duration? Four hours, six hour duration? Yep. yep. Um, you find yourself staring into a very lively place. Its activity and its bodiness carry on around you and up above you. The interior of the Yawning Portal is actually one massive open space that is 10 stories high. People hanging over banisters and balconies looking down and a chorus of laughter and shrill conversation kind of ebbing all around you to the point where it's getting a little overwhelming. Everybody give me perception checks as you begin to look around. Alright, uh, 16. Okay. 23. Am I looking just out of curiosity? Uh, sorry. 15. Okay. I'm just curious just because my uh, passive is actually higher than that, so I don't know, like, is is there anything I would just kind of... Well, they'll both play into it a little bit. Okay. Um, I would say equally as a group, considering what you've rolled and your passive understanding of the space... There is one particular table filled with like-dressed individuals. Um, They are all wearing green cloaks, black and green blue leathers, and the back of their cloaks all seem to have that matching harp signet as well, but it's obviously kind of different when it's on material fabric. You can also see that they all seem to carry themselves with equal presentation. 
it seems to be a rather sizable group of Harpers enjoying a day's drink or an evening's drink and celebration. Excuse me. Yes, good sir. What can- Why? A cat, a gnome, stunning elf, another stunning elf, and obviously a bard. What can we do for you, sir? <laughs> that that insignia on your on your cloaks. Oh yes, we're Harpers. Surely you've heard of us. Right. We're by good. far the most amazing people you'll ever meet. That's not how the Harper that I've met talks. Can I roll an insight check against that? Sure. If he's like doing that on purpose to get us to back off. Not a great insight check. Uh, so that's uh, a 15. 16, sorry. Can't math. Um, as you look at him, he's clearly well kept. You get the feeling that what you're interacting with is somebody who comes from a rich family. And this is probably more about him than it is about the Harpers. But other than that, the brevity and the behavior of the others that he's sitting with seems to at least denote that he is a member of the Harpers. Callan, be nice to the poor folk. Just give them what they need. Uh, they look to be slightly destitute. Maybe they only require a few silver. Send them on their way. We have much to talk about. You wouldn't happen to want to talk about Andrew Karzan, would you? They all stop and set down their mugs. Callum's mood changes drastically. And he crosses his arms and goes... What do you know of the great Kazan? Oh, I know I had him here with me an hour ago before he... You speak lies. He drowned almost over 50 years ago. He didn't drown. What is your proof? We know bards lie and deceive for coin. What is your proof of this? We just visited his house. Uh, he pointed out the elderly woman living there. Uh, let's see. His house was back on uh, Dragon's Crest in the middle of the kind of uh, middle middle. It doesn't take area much research to understand where Harper resides. His and you would bring his aged wife into this conversation as proof. What is proof? of him being alive if you want us to take you seriously. And you watch as like all the Harpers begin to kind of like stand up and kind of gather about in, in kind of like that barroom brawl kind of mentality. Uh, can you detect magic, any of you guys? I mean, surely you you're you look like you might know how to do some stuff. Detect magic. I'm not really here. Uh, give me a persuasion check. Ah, good roll. That's a uh, 17 plus 14. So plus two is 23, 33. Sorry. Well, if you're not really here, then this shouldn't hurt. <clears throat> and he slams you right 
in the face. Oh no. Oh well. <laughs> they all look where Earthen was. They kind of look where he was, and they're like, what kind of trickery is this? You come in, say in the name of a friend that we've not seen in a very long time, as if he's still alive, and your friend suddenly disappears. What is the meaning of this prank? <laughs> and now about six Harpers are slowly, like, getting closer to the four of you. I just do. No friend of cat. No friend of cat. He's <laughs> <laughs> stranger. You watch his puck disappear. They all. What is this? Grab that tabaxi, and like four of them start racing towards you, Spot. I'm innocent Kitty. I've never met these people. This is. I'm. Am I being detained, sirs? I. But Chris, you, you watch as Zanath kind of backs up with you, and Zanath goes, "Oh fuck." Zeth punches you in the jaw and then punches yeah. herself, leaving just winter amongst the tavern. Is it possible for me to just up and run? Yeah, you get up, you start running. You hear the Harpers begin to chase you out of the yawning portal. You make your way out towards the front of the yawning portal and you're standing there looking right, left. Give me a perception check as you're looking left and right to figure out where to go. It's a 13. 13. You're like, not familiar with this place. There's alleyways to your left that you immediately start running towards just as a dozen Harpers suddenly start pursuing you in the direction of the alleys. Um, give me a survival check. Survival. Ugh. It's an 11. <laughs> 11? You're, you're kind of like you turn down an alley that's a dead end. At the end of the alley, all the Harpers begin to like slowly approach you. You're about 50 feet away from them. There's about a dozen of them. Don't move, Elf. What is the meaning of this? Why do you and your friends come to bother us in the midst of our meal to speak of a man that we hold in great deal of regard and then use magics to run away. Why? Why do this? Uh, I'm not with them. I'm just told a guy would give me a puppy. Lie! You were there with them. We saw you talking to them. No more lies. Uh, can I just fake faint? As you collapse on the ground, give me a deception check. Deception. Let it be a good roll. It's a 19. 19. What is wrong with her? You can hear them talking and they kind of surround you. They look at you on the ground. Bring her. Take her to the prison. We'll question her there. And they kind of like start to bind your feet and your hands. And they kind of roughly turn you over to pick you up and they accidentally drop you so you slam onto the ground and you disappear all of you are back in the hull of the ship hmm. Spot just looks over at Zamp like 
I was trying to do something. Oh, you were going to get us killed. And I don't even know why I felt that way when I know we weren't going to die, but... No. 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 I wanted to to see if I could steal from them. She's like... She's doing like like someone talking to either a toddler or a very bad kitty cat. She's like, no, 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 no. I know what you were up to. It was going to be bad for all of us. How? We can't... We just turned that back here. What were they going to do? Punch me? Well, no, I punched you. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyways. What is it that we learned from this, Earthen? What were we trying to understand? We proved it works. We proved I could do it. Now, tomorrow, because this takes a lot of energy... Tomorrow, we can try for Erebos. Yeah, I guess we could. But we do also need to focus a little bit on our travels. I mean, if I recall, a storm is coming in tonight. I don't know if it's a good idea for us to be incapacitated for this long again, especially if there is a storm. And we're kind of the key crew members. Plus, we really don't know what kind of you know, dangers are waiting at these seas. I know me, the voice of reason, who saw it coming? (laughs) I mean, you are a ranger and you do tend to know the water pretty well. Xanth looks over at Puck. Are you feeling okay? (laughs) You just went from a child of chaos to a child of reasonable manners. (laughs) I'm confused. This is well, not a truck I'm familiar with. This you is know, not what you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really excited to be at the high seas again. I mean, this is this is my natural environment. We've been doing all those magical, you know, stuff. But adventure, we don't even know what's ahead of us. It's really exciting. And I want to be present for that. Also, how can we do shenanigans when we're asleep? Can I roll an insight check against uh, Punch? See if yeah. Punch see, see if Punch sees anything yeah. different. Oh, that's a good one. That's uh, thirty-two. Holy shit! Yeah, scary insightful. Um, nineteen plus eleven plus two. So yeah, I mean. <laughs> There is a strange sense of... I don't know, Puck. What do you think Earthen would pick up on? With Punch? Or with you? With you? Well, I'm ruling it against Punch. I'm I'm trying. I'm looking at Punch to see if Punch sees... Oh, I got you. Yeah, like... I thought you said Puck. Um, I started to say Puck, and I was like, no, Punch. So I'm looking at Punch. Like, Xanth picked up Puck's being different. Did Punch pick up Puck's being different? Punch just seems very content with lounging about on the floor and playing with her ta- his tail and playing with Puck's feet. Uh, he doesn't seem to care one way or the other. I'm just going to chill with him. You know, in the wild, tigers can imitate the voices of um, their prey. So I've been trying to get him to say, help me, in like a child's voice. I think he's really getting there. 
Did you just insinuate you want your tiger to eat children? I think it would be a fun quirk. <laughs> have you seen that video? Not, not a video, but have you ever seen him do the moo call of a cow? It's scary accurate. I'm convinced that if he really tried, he could make a human think they're helping a child and then kill the human. Punch, I've never seen... Like, hey, buddy, you want to you wanna try that? That sounds, that sounds really cool. <laughs> There's a mental voice in your mind, Puck. You know, one of these days I'm going to eat that fucker. <laughs> Come on, give it a try. We've been practicing. Help me. Uh, Little baby voice. No. And when I'm done <laughs> eating him, I'm probably going to eat you next. Wow. Okay, if that's how it is, you're not I getting... I mean, you know, I'm glad you saved me from the circus at all, but uh, <laughs> if you keep traipsing around with these fools, we're probably going to end up dead. Oh, come on. We've been, we've been around dumber people before. So the question is, Puck, are you responding to Punch with your voice or your mind? <laughs> um, <laughs> everything the mind except for that last sentence. Okay. Punch just kind of gets up and lazily kind of walks over to Spot and just grins up at Spot <laughs> and kind of like snuffs through his nose and just walks over to the stairs and plots his way back up the stairs. Punch, you want to go down to the galley and see what we can steal? You want to see if we can find the other tabaxi from a giant, you know, uh, cuddle pile? It sounds like so much fun, Um, buddy. Spot, Punch is a little tired, so, you know, (laughs) just maybe don't put your head inside his mouth for a few hours. Oh, I was going to work on that trick, you know, sticking my head in the tiger's mouth. <laughs> um, I don't I think... I trust him implicitly. He looks like a very good kitty. I, I don't think Xanth can heal that. <laughs> I doing what I it's more about whether or not I truly want to heal that. I mean, I was assuming that was gathered in there together, yeah. Well... This has been absolutely joyous. This was so much fun. Really, we should do this again. In fact, apparently, we will. But for now, I'm just going to go get the R&R, if that's okay. And I go with Punch and just kind of go to find a, a nice place to rest for a bit. As you gather Punch up and the two of you look for just a quiet corner to disappear into... There's strange feeling in your hands, this distillation of darkened energy that pulses slightly. And you play with the idea of a dagger and a wisp of smoke, a burst of dark energy and a dagger's in your hand. No. Well, I put it kind of discreetly back and normally when Punch talks to you, it's more of a feeling than words. Oh, no. And Punch's vocalization to you seems very new. So your first new ability with the Dominion Pact is that you can now telepathically speak to all animals. 
Uh, yes. Oh my god. This is already. You can also summon a packed weapon of your choosing. Any packed weapon that you summon, you gain an additional plus two to hit and plus two to damage with it. All packed weapons have advantage on strikes, whether at range or at melee. Oh my god. Whenever you take the life of a target that you are focused on, you have to make a charisma save, or they have to make a DC 15 or higher charisma save, otherwise you consume their soul. And their soul is sent off to Dominion. You then gain 2d12 hit points from the effect. Wow, okay. I'm going to have to write all this down. Yeah, I'll summarize it for you Monday and send it to you. Because it's it's going to be a custom feat that you'll add to your character sheet. It's Tali is very psyched. This is really cool. Puck is horrified. (laughs) (laughs) Earthen, you stand there there to watch Puck and Xanath disappear back up the stairs. Spot is also walking towards Punch, arguing with him about going and making a cuddle pile, leaving you and Carson and Salinas and Winter down below in the hold. Carson looks very defeated. Um, He walks over to you. Sorry about that. I, I wasn't comfortable with it. I was not prepared for the full force of what my absence meant. And I apologize about that. I'm presuming you took me back there so that you could learn why me and my friends traveled to the Moonshade Isles. He reaches into the interior of his vest and he pulls out a small book, a journal. Everything you need to know about that trip is in here. It was given to us by a gentleman that goes by the name of Elminster. A powerful wizard. He has conquered death and lives forever, it's said. His form changes with each generation of his rebirth, but it's part of the magics. His intent was to warn us of something called dominion. That he had seen the end of time. And dominion was responsible for this end of time. We were seeking a way through the vortex to see if that would take us to a plane that would offer us an opportunity to understand what this dominion is. He said to seek out a creature that goes by the name of Erebus and that this creature would provide the necessary information we would need to know. Elminster called him a child of Dominion. I think unfortunately for those involved, the rifts that have sundered into the world of Exandria are so chaotic they can't be controlled. 
Alexandria is one of the few worlds that I've been able to study upon that believe that the gods have walked away from them. Therefore, the gods no longer look towards the world of Alexandria. They stay locked away behind their celestial gates, allowing their children to understand their own fate. I always thought that this was myth, legend. Things that you fill up history books with to explain humanity's own inability to create peace with one another. Perhaps this will give you a measure of something else to start with. Value watch as Tearstreak dies, he wanders off. As the morning turns to midday. Well, before he steps away. Yeah. Right, like as he's walking away. I got punched in the face for bringing you up. The Harpers think very highly of you. You should have also, taken that chance. Also, we uh, we can now spy on his daughter in a not creepy way. <laughs> no, it's still creepy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he turns his to look back at you. He turns to look back at you before he heads up the stairs. It's easy to celebrate the dead. Dead don't have any opinion. And he just kind of clumps off and heads up the stairs. That's where we're going to finish tonight as we're almost at that. Uh, well, actually, we're technically at the three hour mark. Um, Winter, are you able to play next Sunday? Is that enough notice or is work going to steal you from us? Um, they're, so they're adjusting our schedules, being that we're overworked and understaffed. So we're having a meeting tomorrow to see the new policy for the schedule because someone bought us out again. Oh, wow. wow. Okay, weird. Well, hang out. I'm going to sign us off and we're going to talk about schedules for a few minutes because guess what, folks? The holidays are coming and we need to talk about it. So everybody, thank you for coming out. Uh, be safe, be kind. Don't forget, play a game and we will see you all next week. Bye, everybody! Bye.